drops. Morpheus is fighting Nemo! Hello and welcome to the Hollywood Fishbowl. I am and can only be your co-host, Jesse Kester. Of course, a co-host cannot exist in a vacuum. Uh-huh. And that well, you already heard it. You know what it is. It's the other co-host. Hi, I'm Swinky. And uh, there's no such thing as an interview show. It's just two co-hosts. We have to have a guest. And today we are so lucky to have the singular, the beautiful, the wonderful, the illustrious... Simone Turkington. <laughs> Perfect. That's the first time in the recording of the whole show that we got the name right on that last beat of the yeah. song. Oh. <laughs> so oh, wow. thank you. We are rounding out 2019 beautifully. We are indeed. And I didn't know I was going to be saying my name with such flair. So, oh, but I, I rose to the occasion. You Clearly, did. that's you, what you I needed. Some some <laughs> guests are completely. Well, there's just no other way to say it. They're gobsmacked and they cannot respond in time. And they're trying to figure out who the beautiful, illustrious person is. What? What? I thought it was just me. But thank you. I like that Simone said Morpheus is fighting a Nemo. We got a Nemo on this one? Did I say Nemo? Nemo. Didn't it? Wasn't it Nemo? (laughs) No, no. no. It was very cute. I was thinking about it. This is how we weed out the Matrix fans from the not Matrix fans, and I guess I know which camp you're in. I saw it in 1999 in the theater and have not seen it since. I thought it was the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. Never saw it again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) Never saw the other two either. Fickle friends of the franchise are unnecessary here. I knew what you were talking about. We don't need no fair weather Matrix. I think this is Matrix. Yes. I believe you. Also, I love Nemo. Yeah. Um, and just so you know, my mother, after watching the film, sorry about those clicks. We'll mm. take them out and post. Mm. My mother thought that his name was Neil through the whole movie. <laughs> she thought his hacker name. But what did Neil. I say? Did I Nemo? Nemo. Nemo. Oh, it's, well, it's Neo, right? Neo. Oh, Neo. yeah, 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 yeah. See, I remember that yes. from twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Oh, it's gonna be fun. I'm so glad we're rounding out the last episode with all Matrix talk for the entire episode. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of happy fans. Yes, let's let's get into the Animatrix, which is your favorite segment. Uh, Wait, what? Okay, I guess that's the (laughs) end of the Matrix. (laughs) Why are you torturing our guests? It's the last last episode of the year. It's supposed to be nice to Simone. This is the final interview of the year, so thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. You are the 52nd episode. I wasn't sure if we were going to hit our quota of one a week, because sometimes we record two or three, and sometimes we record none. Yeah. You have uh, tipped the scales to balance. You are the Thanos of the fishbowl. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh, yay. Let's that get into laugh. it. Let's. Yeah, no, no, no. You brought so much sunshine into yeah. this apartment right when you came in. Uh, we're going to do something called Five and Five, where we ask you five questions. You have not but 60 seconds, one minute to answer each question. So it's five questions in five minutes. You will have little beeps. Are you, Is this okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just... Do I have to talk for a full minute or is no, it up no, to one minute? If you're done in less than a minute, then we might have follow-up questions or we might just okay. skip over to the okay. next one. Yeah, cool, we cool. Might so whistle. We might whistle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until the timer goes off. So, I want you to finish early okay. so that we can make Swinky whistle until the timer goes off. Okay. Because we have never done that before and I want to see what it, what it sounds like. Um, but let's get into it. The beats will sound like this. Question number one, where did you grow up and how did that inform your adulthood? Uh, I grew up in Melbourne, Australia. Um, specifically, I grew up from the uh, outer suburbs of Melbourne. And uh, I don't know if people from England would know, that they, you probably have the term chav. Uh, in Australia, we call sort of the white trash kind of people bogans. So, 
<laughs> so I think like that sort of, uh, mm. you know, I, I don't think I was very worldly when I grew up because I think okay. it was very Boganish area that I that I came from. But so do you identify as on the Bogan spectrum? I was. I okay. definitely was. Mm. But as a late teenager, I was like. I, I knew there was more calling me because I would go into the city mm. every mm-hmm. every weekend with yeah. my friend and just do other things that were not just hanging around the mall, which mm. is what we would tend to do out there. So I think mm. that sort of gave me a real sense of where I came from, but it wasn't quite what was right for me. Yeah. And I kind of needed to do big city things. And <laughs> then you made it to L.A. We're out of time for this question. So no whistling from Swinky, no but whistle. we will Aww. we That's will find fun. out how that Melbourne to L.A. thing happened. We learned a new word too, bogan. Bogan. Mm-hmm. Question number two, what is the must-engage media, the movie, the album, the TV show, the book that opened up your brain to the very secrets of the universe? Oh, okay, cool. So musically, that would be probably um, the first Mr. Bungle album, which... Um, that Shout it, out to Nick, my friend in high oh, school, is always trying oh, to force okay, feed me go, go, Mr. Go. Oh, Mr. Really? Bungle. Yeah. So they're a band that, um, they, they, they use so many different styles of music, mm-hmm. um, was that, uh, is it's, it Mike Patton? It's Mike it? Patton. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was a Faith No More fan, but Mr. Bungle album really kind of opened mm. my mind to, mm. you know, so many different styles of music and it took me back getting into like, you know, soundtrack music from the 60s and stuff like that because they would cover yep. stuff like that. Yep, yep, so yep. that was a huge influence on me. And then movie wise, Pulp Fiction, again, like I was talking about, like, I think I was very sort of mainstream mm-hmm. uh, into very mainstream stuff. And, and something about the ad for Pulp Fiction when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, I have to see this. I don't know what it is. It was so strange and unusual, but I was drawn to it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Very specific answers. Yes, and both of the things that you listed were like retro scrapbooks repurposed for a modern audience. (laughs) There's overlap there. Also, have you heard Lovage? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, good, 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 good. good. That's like my shit. I love that album so, so much. Oh, my gosh. All right, question number three coming down the pike. What is the greatest source of joy in your life? Um... I would say my family, Ooh, my son, my husband. That. Yeah, they're the greatest source of joy. But also um, that is obviously definitely, definitely one. But the other great source of joy is um, going and seeing live bands, but not just like, oh, I want to go see a band. No, I'm very specific. Like my very, 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 very favorite bands, like Mr. Bungle, mm-hmm. uh, uh, British band Supergrass. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. I like to travel internationally mm-hmm. or however far I need to go to see them. So Supergrass just got back together and I'm going to see them in London and I'm very excited. So, Excellent. So that's that, that kind of those kind of live concert experiences with my favorite things ever. Mm. Uh, my my favorite things. Oh That's... wow! Lives pleasure. I like it. Sixteen <laughs> seconds left on the clock. Ooh. Are we oh. getting a whistle? All right. Yes, we are. All right. I don't know. All right. We've got two more questions. You're killing it. Oh, great. Yeah, you're so good. Thank you. Question number four. What gets under your skin? Um, wet bread. <laughs> white bread? Wet bread. Wet oh, bread. wet bread. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, no, that was just the first thing. That's something I'm scared of, actually. Mm-hmm. I think slow drivers probably get under my skin. I'm really, really impatient I driver. Apologize. And I apologize. I drive so slowly. Oh, God. So I'm sorry yeah. I probably honked at you. That's in the <laughs> you're right to do so. Like, there's a certain point where your safe driving becomes dangerous because everybody yeah. else yes. is driving a different exactly. speed. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yes. I'm a little overly cautious. I do That's understand. Okay. My husband's overly cautious and, mm-hmm. you know, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I try and zip 
my lip as much as possible yeah, because yeah. it's it's safer for the most part. But yeah, that's yeah. probably the thing that that uh, what was it gets under my skin mm-hmm. um, the most. But I, I was talking to another magician a couple of weeks ago, and he said he's never heard the horn on any of his cars because he just thinks it's uncivilized to honk. Yeah, and it kind of I was like, God, I'm an animal. <laughs> But I've tried people. not to. I've honked like once in the last two weeks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a year. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. One of you, you're the one. Maybe she's the one you guys were honk. You were honking at, at the other time. Probably. Yeah. 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 Red Seems, master. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one was black. <laughs> last question. Um, what is the best advice you've received and what advice comes from your brain that you want to put out into the universe? Best advice I've ever received. I think doing things the way you like it mm. is probably, that's my husband, what he's done through his career. He's never compromised himself and done anything just because other people said, this will be better for your career. If mm. he thinks it's lame, he won't do it. Mm. If it goes against his principles. And I um, I think I keep to that as well. I think mm. that's why my husband and I get along so well is because yeah. we have similar philosophies about mm. life like that. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I think uh, I think trying not to compromise yourself mm. just to get ahead is is been important to me. And I know yeah. some people are willing to do that, and they they probably make more money than we do. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So I'm not yeah. I'm not not uh, shooing that completely, but you mm. know, th- for me, that's that's what I think. And I'm I'm proud of what I do because mm. it's what I like. I didn't yeah. do something shitty just because, um, you know. I thought it would get me somewhere. Right, right, right. Because I think yeah, the worst thing about that is you do something you don't really like mm-hmm. just to think, oh, maybe this will make me money. And then right. it doesn't make money. And then yeah. you just... And you also don't like it. And you also right. don't like yeah. it. So like, at, at least you can be proud it. of it if, yeah. if, if, it's, if it didn't do anything yeah, for you. Yeah, if it but, doesn't make you any money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good advice. Oh. Who gave you that advice? Uh, my husband, I think. Well, oh. well mm. yeah, through osmosis, just mm. through him living that life. Yeah. And, yeah. Right. <laughs> and we've talked about it too, so yeah. And what advice comes from your own brain? Um, my own brain. Mm-hmm. Um, the best advice your brain has given you. Um, I think that my own. I think. Uh, I mean, I think that would be my same advice. Mm-hmm. I think I feel very strongly about that too, and mm-hmm. I feel you know that's sort of what I've been around mm-hmm. um, for so long. But just be passionate. Mm-hmm. Do what you're passionate about. That's I think always been my driving force. That's mm-hmm. sort of how I know my husband through mm-hmm. doing. He was Mr. Bungle's tour manager. That's how I met him. Oh, so wow. yeah, yeah. Were you like a groupie? I didn't. Did you? No, <laughs> I just went to lots of shows. I didn't, okay. there were no hookups. I was just oh, okay, like very okay, enthusiastic. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, so he was tour managing them when they came to Australia in 1996. And um, my friend and I did a petition to get them to tour Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and they came. And then we went to every single show in Australia. So, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's the only reason I've been to been to Perth on the on the West Coast, because <laughs> I went to see Mr. Bungle. Yeah, sorry, um, Perth. Yeah, so he and I were friends for like a couple of years after that and stayed in touch. And, and then we ended up going out. That so, is yeah. awesome. Yeah, That's so yeah. Sweet. So yeah, so so I feel like uh, I have so many adventures in my life all come through me following my my passion. passion. Yeah. Even though the other people's creative stuff, it's still my passion to invest fully in stuff. So yeah. I think that yeah, that's my personal uh, guide to life. Is yeah. you know do what you love, yeah. yes. <laughs> like go all at it. Like yeah, you know, yeah. I'm a hardcore fan. Wow. <laughs> Can I spill some tea on the air mm-hmm. about Mad Magazine? Is that appropriate? Yeah, that's okay, baby. It fits into the conversation, it. and I'm it fits pissed. <laughs> So I've been writing for Mad Magazine this year, and I've been very proud of it. And the most recent issue came out, and they took a hatchet to my writing. So I am right there with you. Like, if you're not proud of it, it doesn't go out. But this is a thing that I didn't even have the option to know that I was going to be ashamed when it hit the newsstand. Right. Mm -mm. So. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, yeah. no, I did did an interview, like an email interview Mm -hmm. with somebody. So, like, she sent me all the questions, and I wrote to them, but... Mm -hmm. 
she then published it with me sort of asking my asking the questions to myself. Mm. I guess I would say that blah blah blah. And oh, it just made writing? me sound like an idiot. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. didn't say that. I didn't open. Like she like it put the questions no, in my tone. Right. And like yeah. I, did, I didn't share it with anybody. I'm like, I sound like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know, the questions as an answer to a question sounded okay, but with me, well, I suppose I'd like to say that I think about, you know, no, like just no, no. Yeah. No, and you're sitting there like motherfucker, here's the copy button, here's the paste button. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your job is done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't I gave it to you on a silver platter. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's, yeah. Swinky says almost the same verbiage last yeah. night. I was steaming yeah. and do, do the thing. The but no, it's, and it made me think, like, uh, if I'm not mm. proud of it, I'm not putting it out. Yeah. And yeah. now I have to put safeguards in place for other people taking away work that I can be proud of before it goes out. Yeah. Just copy-paste motherfuckers. It's so easy. Yeah, Yeah. don't change it. I wrote it right when I wrote it. Yeah. Anyway, how have you been? I've been great. (laughs) I've been fabulous. Yeah, you've had a great year. You seem happy. Are you usually happy? What's 2019? Uh, What's a great year? Well, we're going to be talking about a lot of things. We're going to be talking about magic in this episode. We're going to be talking about an umbrella aesthetic. We love your aesthetic that Mm. goes across the whole board of what you do. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, And I'm so excited to get into all of that. But let's take it slow at the top. What's why is 2019 so good? It's been a good year over here too. Don't get the wrong impression. This Mm -hmm. mad thing is like. We took inventory, and I was like, if this is the worst thing that happened in 2019, this was the best year of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hit us. What's good on your menu? Um, I think magically, Mm -hmm. um, it's been been a really good year for me. So I first got booked to the Magic Castle um, (gasps) to perform last December. Yeah. So I did the week before Christmas. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was, I mean, that's sort of every magician's... Month for it though. That's like when everyone's going out. Isn't yeah, it? That's yeah, yeah. That's like it's booked up. So I was December. like, my very first booking there was wow. like the week yeah. before Christmas. I'm like, mm. that's insane. So I'd mm. full, sold out, you know, full audiences every every, every show, which mm. was great. Um, and I was like, okay. And so I was just then I, I was going to do the Melbourne Magic Festival mm. in July. Mm. So I was like, okay. Now for the next few months, I'm just focusing on getting that show done. It had mm. to be like a 50 minute show. I didn't have a 50 minute show yet. Mm. So um, and anyway, and then they called me. I think in February and booked me again for May and I'm like what? So, I'm not ready because uh, and so I was like okay so and I had been working on a new piece so it's good but that kind of like split my attention between doing the castle again and um and doing the Melbourne Magic Festival um, yeah but getting booked twice in five months was crazy because yeah. it's just you know it's it's not a lot most people will just do it like once a year or something yeah. maybe twice right. and then I got booked again in October yeah. so um, and now I'm doing it again the last week in December as a duo with um, with another magician Taylor Hughes that's so, awesome congratulations um, yeah so it's been you know very validating mm. I've had people you know sort of giving me other gigs you know trying to get me booked and stuff and mm. I just feel I've had a lot of support and everything's I feel like I'm doing things I'm just chipping away. I haven't added a ton of new stuff mm-hmm. over the year, but I feel like I'm really happy with how I'm working on things, that I'm mm-hmm. just taking it slow mm-hmm. and tweaking and writing and mm-hmm. adjusting and fine-tuning because that's why I'm happy with mm-hmm. the progression of the act because mm-hmm. I'm taking my sweet time to mm-hmm. do it, mm-hmm. not just like, oh, I got to do something new, I got to do something new. It's mm-hmm. like you just shit out, you know, something terrible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah. like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's – um. so I think I've been happy with uh, – yeah, it's the most money I've made mm-hmm. in Magic, mm-hmm. not enough to pay the rent, but, but <laughs> <laughs> let's be real, guys. Yes, I'm yes, a magician. Yes. But um, – <laughs> 
But um, <laughs> but still, you know, it's I made you know I made a decent contribution to the family this year, which mm. is good. Mm. And um, yeah, and I just feel you know as a as a creative person, I, mm-hmm. I'm really happy with how I've worked on things. Yeah. So yeah, I've got questions about your art, if I may. Yeah, please, I'm the magic nerd in this family, uh-huh. and Swinky not so much. So um, <laughs> she'll be asking them probably the more personal questions, asking <laughs> yes. the more technical. Although questions. Although I did see the, the some links Jesse sent to uh-huh. me, yes. and it was fun. It was fun to watch. The- you're you're a cool actress too. You're thank fun. you, thank yeah. you. Yes. So you must do some acting too, right? I did do acting when I first moved to LA. Oh. That was my that was my aspiration since I was. Uh, since I was a kid, you know, yeah. I always wanted to be, be an actor. That's what I was good at. Um, so, yeah, so when I came here, I I came here with that, that what plan. What plays did you do in high school, if any? Oh, okay. So here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. There's always been, like, the drama and the theater studies. I did both, you know, acting, theater-related classes they could do. Mm-hmm. And our school didn't have any any plays. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly, okay, now we're doing musicals. Well, that pretty much wiped <laughs> out, you know probably four-fifths of the drama class because none of us sang. Yep. So yeah, we yeah. had to yep. sit back and watch all these people who we didn't even know perform to yeah. get up and get lead roles. And yeah. we'd be lucky if we could get in the chorus. It was Aww. so... I didn't even get in the chorus. I'm a terrible singer. Aww. But, um, yeah, so I didn't get to do any any plays uh, in, high in high school because school. they just did musicals mm. and I can't sing. Oh, I, I got a nerve that they tap danced on. It was I, I went out for this role and there was this other kid and I don't remember his name, but I... Anyway, uh, he got the role and then the director was like, we, we gave it to him because he looks younger than you, but he did not. He looked older. It was that he could <sighs> sing, but they didn't want to say you yeah. can't hit a note to save your life. So yeah. they made up this bullshit story. Aww. And I was so, I wasn't mad that I didn't get the role because I know I can't sing. Yeah, yeah. It was that they fed me this yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Man, I'm bris- you get this impression that I bristle all the time. I very rarely bristle. Oh. But when I, I, do, bristle I bristle all the time. Okay. So <laughs> I, you, you feel comfortable to bristle around okay, yeah. Let it out. Let it out. You've been holding back. Bristle friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bristle. This is our last chance to, to grouse and moan all we want <laughs> the, in 2019. On the radio. Okay, you were going to ask yes, before I rudely interrupted. Yes. Yes. Well, first of all, it's hard to research magicians because y'all have to be careful about all the clips you put online that yeah, show your right. entire act and then have all the comments breaking down what you're doing and how. Anyway, so I was watching like the, the, the clips that you do have and I started to wonder what's... I, I started thinking about um, like the balance of tricks that are all but guaranteed and the tricks that like there's there's when you're doing different different magic tricks there are different levels of risk and right. like possibility of things collapsing and what yeah like how do you balance your act and how do you think about like do you, is that a, is, are we going to inside baseball from question number one? Should we ease no, no, up no, to no, that no, one no. a little bit slower? I, are you asking like how how much am I balancing like the, the level of difficulty yeah, or the yeah, risk yeah. of and exposure? How you, like, yeah, how do you think about that as a magician and how do you like which tricks speak to you? And I think I don't think about difficulty when I start. I'm sort of like, what mm. do I want to do here? What trick appeals to me? Because sometimes you don't know how hard it is until you find out yeah, how to yeah, do yeah. it. Um, so everything I'm doing now, um, I think uh, some of them have, you know, varying degrees of, you know, potential to go wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple don't have really, you know, they're pretty solid. I don't really have to worry about it. But that's not, not nothing I think about when I'm doing it. It's more like, okay. I want to do this. I This is, you know, it's just kind of, this is what I want to do. Can I execute this? Am I capable? Yes, I am. So there might be some more risk with something than another, but I've just got to get better and improve it until I don't have that problem anymore. Because right, right. I'm, I'm on the outside as a starry-eyed fan because back in the day I was living in Japan and I started noodling around with a deck of cards and I tried to do a couple of tricks for people and I got 
really bad intention tremors and ruined the tricks. Right. And it wasn't until I was like, it, we're in episode four of this miniseries. It wasn't until I was like looking at your work and thinking about it that I, it occurred to me I could have started with some lower risk shit. Than, oh, I see what you mean. Than yeah. like manipulating fifty two cards and yeah, multiple double lifts and yep. palming all in one routine. Like I could have of uh, sponge balls or you know right, like yeah. something a little more manageable to begin with did yeah. you start with more guaranteed did you have, I think so yeah and I did think, you have to deal with intention tremors like was did it ever when you were just starting did you get hit by a wall so two questions I'll let you okay. answer them well I think well the, the, all magicians and I'm just reading um, a book about uh, called Maximum Entertainment Ooh. 2.0 by um, by uh Kevin the Weber. upgraded version. Kevin Weber or Keith? Kevin Weber. Um, but uh, yeah, but it's just specifically for magicians uh, uh, and mentalists um, just on how to, you know, best um, present um, your shows. But um, gosh, I lost my train of thought. What was I uh, The questions about were, uh, did you start with, with more guaranteed tricks and then work up to... Yeah. The tougher stuff and oh yeah, yeah no that's why he was talking about this and I already already knew this he um, like whenever you practice you can practice a trick you know a move whatever you know ten thousand times and mm-hmm. have it perfect mm-hmm. but the second you do it in front of somebody even if it's your significant other mm-hmm. there is a new adrenaline energy yes. that you can't you can't practice for that by yourself so it's really important to get more flight time more performance practice in front of other people mm-hmm. because that's uh, so that's probably what you were, what you were dealing with is that you probably had practiced this a bunch so, of times and then suddenly you were doing it in front yeah, of people yeah I and thought then I was Everything you, would, yeah, you, like when I practice it, I do it uh, thirty times consecutively exactly. without a mistake, yeah. and then yeah. I do it in front of someone else, and I can't do it once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a that's a real thing because you, it's a whole different energy. So your body isn't even in the same state that it was when you were practicing. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, so that's just something you have to get over. And I, I, I know, I think even even any magician, even they're doing something for years, if they do something new, there is that. Okay, you know, this is the first time I'm, yep. I'm doing this. Is I, I saw a friend of mine who's been you know performing for. I think 20 years, mm-hmm. but he did something. I saw his show. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's the first time I did that in front of people. Like he did it in his show for the first time wow. in front of people, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, mm. so yeah. So even he was like aware of that, that different, different, yeah. different feeling. Mm-hmm. I know there's one trick I do. It's like, I can't, really practice it without people there like mm-hmm. I can go through the motions but just the real you need the people to be part of it and you can't keep doing it to the same people over and over because mm-hmm. you know they, they just be there like mannequins essentially once yeah. they've done it once they know what's yeah, going to yeah, happen yeah. with the trick so yeah. some things are diff- more difficult than others to practice for, for reasons like that mm-hmm. yeah then let's let's go back to when did you start doing the the magic stuff okay so that's that's kind of uh, interesting so most people have been doing it since they were like eight years old yeah and that's typically the age and I did do it a little bit when I was a kid my dad um we were at like a carnival and he won like the shooting game and he got this deck of cards and I was like oh how boring why do you get a deck of cards but it was a magic deck of cards uh-huh. with like you know you know trick stuff in it so and a little book and I was like oh okay he's like here I got this for you because I loved magic on tv mm-hmm. so it was the first time I sort of toyed around with it and I did a little show what for was my it, school like a Bengali deck or no it was just like it like came as like a, a deck with like a bunch of different you know like tr- cards that- and things oh, and like okay, a, a special okay. little black box to do yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, various okay. tricks so it just came as sort of not a one specific thing, but multiple tricks yeah, to yeah, do yeah. with this mm-hmm. screwed up deck. 
Um, yeah, so I did a little show at my school assembly then. Mm-hmm. So I was like nine, I think, when I did that. And um, I got a magic kit, you know, a couple mm-hmm. years later and mm-hmm. did stuff like for my family and just in my Girl Scouts and things like that. But otherwise, I didn't really do much more with it until much later. And then I was 34 and I was, I decided. That's uh, a massive gap. It's a That's massive a, gap. Quite a break in there. Yeah. It's quite a break. And there was a, uh, I saw, um, there's this place, the um, Center for Inquiry at the Steve Allen theater and I um they I was on their new mailing list and I saw oh they're doing a mentalism class and I remember feeling like I want to do that was that kind of stupid to take a magic class I don't think mm-hmm. I want to take a magic class mm-hmm. I mean I wanted to I just thought it felt mm-hmm. so it felt stupid at my age to mm-hmm. take a magic class and, and I kind of sheepishly said to my husband like do you think I could do this magic class and he's like yeah you should totally do it and I was like mm-hmm. okay so that kind of made me feel okay so I did that it was like a five week you know mm-hmm. two hours at once a week for doing mentalism stuff and I was like yeah this is great I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna become a I'm gonna become a female magician there are enough female magicians I didn't know any female magicians mm-hmm. um but you know you're I'm dead pretty, right there still aren't you've done your part you. but there's still aren't. I know there's still not very very much going on in that in that realm but can you um, hit us with the difference between a magician and a mentalist okay yeah so so a magician uh, is doing uh, more visual tricks, more, you know, things that you can see. Props and, props and you know, things like that. A mentalist is doing more mind reading, mm. um, things like that. So it's more specifically mind related versus all like other types of... Like the draw a picture of, and then I'll draw the same picture? Yeah, is that yeah, a mentalist? that's a mentalist okay, thing, okay. yeah. So that's the difference between the two. Um, but yeah, so I thought I'm going to be a female magician and then and then I'm just, I'm not a go-getter. I was just too insecure. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're just going to be a magician. Like, oh, what are you going to just show up on stage? What are you like? You just like yeah. couldn't even go there. And I just felt stupid about it. And mm. then, um, and then like two months later I was pregnant. So that just mm. took up my time mm-hmm. for the next couple of years. And then, um, so then I was, uh, 37 mm. and, uh, a friend of mine, um, she was, had been babysitting my son for, we went out for my birthday and mm. we found out we both liked magic and we both liked tiki and retro stuff. Um, so we, um, and then a few days later I kept thinking about that and then I, I had this idea, I was like, oh, I should, be, I another vision of me being a female magician and I was like yeah I should do like a 60s tiki themed magic act and then I was kind of like let me jump yeah, in gonna very do that. quickly yep has the aesthetic did that precede the magic performance or yes. did this okay yes. okay yes. okay that did you that got did. a look yes I got a look yeah <laughs> okay. so the look was definitely part of it. that's how I already dressed I already okay. did my hair in a beehive yep, you know yep, yep, for yep, several yep. years before I started I'm doing it just because I thought it looked cool so anytime I you were dead right just so thank clear. you yeah. <laughs> thank you just to be clear folks beehives are cool <laughs> you have the approval of the Hollywood fishbowl on that, that one. <laughs> thank you um yeah, so I was like, had the idea for this aesthetic for this magic act, and but I was like, you're not going to do that by yourself. So I just sort of leaned over to her. We were out dancing, and I said, do you want to do like a '60s tiki themed magic act together? And she was like, yes. And that's what I needed. Oh, that's mm-hmm. my other big advice is. Uh, if you're not much of a go-getter, find someone to work with. I think that's a huge motive because we became accountable to each other. We, mm. you know, definitely I would have had that idea. I know myself. I would have just, oh, yeah, I should do that. And then like a few days later, oh, that's stupid. I'm not going to, you know, I just yeah. don't, I can't push myself. Yeah. It seems silly to put yourself out like that, to do mm. something so new and, and out there. So, um, but, you know, and she's 13 years younger than me, too. Mm. So that she's got the, the motivation of youth. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, but the two of us together, we kept going. We started getting invitations to the Magic Castle. We started taking classes at the Magic Castle. And uh, it sort of went from there. So the two of us working together 
is what sort of got it got us both going so that mm. you know by the end of that year that was 2015 we mm-hmm. were both members at the magic castle and wow. could comfortably say yes i'm a magician mm. so yeah so i wasn't i was 37 when i when i got started wow. seriously with all of this wow. yeah and, and that's why i like to tell that to people mm. even though people like to hide their age but i think that's a motivator for people yes. who think that yes. uh, i'm mm. past it you know i can't mm. do anything yeah yeah i have good skin that helps mm. but yeah, <laughs> yeah your skin is very beautiful Thank you. i if i may i am embarrassed on behalf of people who want to hide their age because like you earn that shit mm. like if you're if you are 40 and you want to hide it what that tells me is you don't you haven't lived 40 years yeah like you haven't done you haven't lived up to your expectations so i like i i really am uh, more comfortable around people who are like, motherfucker, I am 40 and I oh, did yeah. that shit yeah. every yeah. year yeah. until I got here. Yeah. Don't you dare take a minute away from that clock. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, I, I, I prefer that approach to life. Uh, when does, when does uh, shit people say to female magicians, when did you guys shoot that? Oh, we shot that, I think, yeah, that was in 2015. I don't think we were even members yet okay. at the castle. So it was very new, but we had a friend who uh, worked at BuzzFeed and she had this idea for a video. So, yeah, so um, Elizabeth and I shot that together mm. then. So, uh, yeah, that was fun. Okay, because you, you, I was trying to figure out if... Um, if it was a joke at the end that you guys are spouses Married, or yeah. yeah that was just a joke okay yeah, 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 okay yeah. with with little yeah. context <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah i know we just threw that in just yeah, right. yeah. it was very good yeah as a weird twist enjoyable. thank you mm, thank yeah. you whose idea was that um the video well, that of you. Uh, yeah the, the whole the whole the thing whole yeah i think our friend pitched it to mm. us and then we sort of um came came up with the concepts based on that mm. idea so mm. the, the different things but I mean I have to say though a lot of the things we have in that video are things we'd heard about more than experience because we right. had not been doing it for very how long how much of it came true is it that's what I'm that's what I was going to say is like I know a lot of their you'll talk to some women and they have a really hard time they mm. get a lot of condescension mm. um, and my personal experience and I know that's definitely happening I'm not I'm, it, it's just not happening to me as much mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's because I'm a bit older mm. uh, people know I'm married and have mm. a kid so they kind of I think you know treat me little like I'm not you know I don't know I just have a little more weight to me I guess you know Mm -hmm. and I think um, so around the castle I feel like I'm I'm, I don't have to deal with a lot of that kind of condescension Mm. but definitely Mm. definitely happens and I I have definitely had had it uh, happen to me before we were at a magic convention a couple years ago in Vegas Mm. and um at the opening, the the guy who puts it on gave this whole talk about how women feel uncomfortable in magic. It's true, and I, you know, I will like don't feel comfortable going into a brand new situation. I'm going to be insecure until right. I find my footing. Right. Um, so he gave a big talk about that, and it's pretty much he didn't realize it. His daughters told him, and he was like, "What is that true?" And then he like said it to his wife. You, she told me that women aren't comfortable in magic, and mm-hmm. his wife's like, "Yeah." And finally, every woman he asked was like, "Yeah, men don't make us feel comfortable." Yeah. Um, so he gave this big talk like men, you know, try and make the women feel more comfortable right. mm. and so anyway and I was like and we were all like yeah right on thanks for that Stan mm-hmm. and then um, <laughs> and then I was like walking around the, the dealer's room at the convention and this man came up to me he's like hi and uh, he started talking so what do you do and I was like oh, okay yeah I do like parlor magic and mm. you know I do ropes I do this and he's like asking me these questions but then he just proceeded to mansplain about how to do it like he was trying so hard he, he definitely went in like I'm going to talk to a woman and be nice and make her comfortable <laughs> but um, he actually seemed like he wasn't comfortable talking to women ever all, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was really trying mm. so um, I sort of I felt bad for him because I knew he mm. I, he meant well but mm. he did a bad job yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> good intentions. If I can, if I can, you know, give you a peek behind the others, I'm actually the minority in this episode as a dude. You are. As a, as a middle class straight white male, finally, yes, I'm yes. the minority. <laughs> in this one episode. <laughs> no, but we, I, like, dudes like processes. Like, we just like understanding and talking about technical processes. Mm-hmm. I apologize for what comes off as mansplaining, but it's... No, it's not that because I it. like that, too. It's not it's even fun. the it's not even the explaining of stuff that's mm. fine. It's it's when it's a one-sided explanation. Yeah. That's the problem, because I love... I'm very technical, very yeah. logical. I'm like, yeah. I'm logical, you know. Mm. Sometimes, if you hear me talk, like, my philosophies almost sound robotic, but yeah. I'm a very emotional person, but I, like, think of, like, logically, mm. this should be this, and I shouldn't be emotional about right. that. You know, right, like yeah. I see things that just way. I just know the reality of. of Does emotions, that inform so. how you cook up a new act or a new routine or a new little bit in your in your act? Um, I don't like, think so as much because I think I'm very driven by aesthetics, which I know we're gonna like we're gonna. When you, do you pick the effect first and then work back from there, or do you? It's a mixture. Sometimes I'll see effect. I totally want to do that. So this this effect I'm doing. Um, now that I just brought in mm. this year mm-hmm. um, using these scarves. I don't even remember when I saw it, but I saw it a few years ago. I bought instructions and scarves at least two years ago mm-hmm. to do it and it just sat there. And mm-hmm. finally I got around to to learning it and working it into my act. So there was definitely, I like this effect. I have no idea how I'm going to present it. You know, okay. I know how the original person presented it. I'm obviously going to do something different. Um, and that just sort of, I, I got the technique down first. It's like, okay, I can physically do this. Mm-hmm. I'm capable of doing this. Okay. And then how do I frame it? So I kind of played around with a few things. So it's kind of um, sort of similar to what it started as, but it's definitely progressed. I brought in a comedian friend to help write some more jokes because I'm funny, but writing jokes is a very specific yeah. talent. Oh, yeah. You yeah, can yeah. be a funny person and not really be able to write a joke. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, um, yeah, so she oh, helped me write smart. some jokes mm. and that really elevated um, mm. the piece. Mm. So um, I just filled in some of the dead spots. So in that case, it was a trick followed by how am I going to present this, you know? Mm. And I added my 60s spin to it. I've got the Zooby Zooby Zoo song from Mad Men, if you're familiar with that song. I wish I could say it was, <laughs> but it sounds like but a good song. Other the mm. Mad Men people will get that. We'll get that. Um, yeah. Mm. Zooby Zooby Zoo. I'm actually about to get throat surgery, so I definitely shouldn't have sung not because it's hurting oh. my voice but because oh, okay. it, I sound like extra shit oh, but wait. <laughs> wait why are you getting throat surgery um, I have a polyp um, oh. near my vocal cord mm. so that's why I sound a little hoarse I'm, oh. not, I'm not usually the sexy sounding oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh then you're gonna lose Sorry, that quality when you take yeah. the polyp I am, yeah, yeah. Um, I recommend one cigar and half a bottle of whiskey a day to get that rasp back. I think, so. yeah, yeah, I think that's a good that's idea. Terrible yeah. Advice. <laughs> what is what? <laughs> if I mix it in old fashioned, it won't so seem as bad. Have yeah. you, what, what other jobs did you, what jobs did you do before you came upon magic? Okay, yeah, so mm. I um, had a job, I did temp jobs when I first moved okay. to LA 16 mm-hmm. years ago, and mm-hmm. then. Um, uh, then I got a job. One of my temp jobs turned into a permanent job. So I worked for a, as a just in the office at a fabric designer. Oh, so I was just mm-hmm. answering phones and I'd work trade shows mm. and uh, ended up maintaining the website. So um, yeah, so that was my job for oh. ten years. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, it was a great place to work. I'm still like in touch with the my bosses and stuff. Yeah. 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 So it was it was it was a nice place to work. Yeah. Um, but then the magic was starting to kind of take off, and my mm-hmm. husband was earning enough money that he because he was taking he was like mostly caring for our son the first two years, mm-hmm. and I was doing the day job and mm. then he was getting busier and I had to keep taking time That's off. That's my dream. I'm glad we have yes. a, a model to look at. Yes, yes. I would it love to be happen. a stay-at-home dad. Yes. Yeah. And 
This one, I, I maintain that uh, you're worth more than me out in the field. She says that. <laughs> She's a singer. She's an incredible, oh. like, world-class, top-tier singer. I, can't, I haven't heard that, but I can speak highly of her whistling. <laughs> <laughs> it's very brief, but yeah, that's something I'm working on. And I'm like, I'm a good cameraman and a good editor, but there's... You know, there's just a, a kind of a ceiling on how much you can earn right. as an editor right. mm. compared to a performer. Like if, yeah. if a performer gets in the right lane and gets yeah. the right manager and the right agent and the right network, yeah. it's just a higher number. And um, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to the day when I get to raise up the kids and she's touring the world and coming home with her purse yes. overflowing. You think that, but the kids will drive you batshit crazy in a whole other way no he's more tolerant than I am but just Mm. in general just Mm. even without having to deal with him Mm. you know all all day long Mm. you know it's it's tough Mm. you know yeah Yeah. it's relentless Mm. how old are how many do you have I just have the one he's six and a half now okay okay so he's still (laughs) testing but can go to the bathroom himself yes oh god that was a whole thing (laughs) but um, (laughs) which we won't go into for the sake of everybody (laughs) but um yeah but yeah things like that we have a bell anytime thank you thank you you're gonna end up ringing the bell if i talk about that (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna do it shut up about the shit (laughs) (laughs) oh wow did it take a a while is he spoiled i don't know i i feel like Growing up, all the children who were from single child families were all spoiled uh-huh. because all the attention went to them and, and the rest of us had to vie for our parents' attention with four other people or five other people, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. What is it? What is it like? Yes. Are you spoiling child? your yeah. child? I am right spoiling now? my okay. child. Not, yeah. I, it's hard. It's hard because like sometimes like he's really into these little toys mm. to get at the 99 cent store and mm. he's really into collecting them. Mm. And I'm a collector and my husband's a collector. Yes. Like mm. he collects records. I collect, you know, vintage dresses and things, you know, mm. it's like yeah, we're yeah. both collectors. So when our son's into this, it's hard not to just be like, Oh yeah! Every time we go, just giving him you know these toys because they're ninety nine cents. Yeah, but yeah, it's like breaking the bank. They're not breaking. It's got nothing to do with the finance of it. But to him, like that's as good as giving him an iPad. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. he is into. Yeah. So he's spoiled in that regard. It's like you don't mean to because you just think this is nothing. This is nothing. This yeah, is nothing. Yeah. But so I think he he gets spoiled because he's into simple things like that. He's oh, into yeah. oh, okay. he had a, he had a period where he's into um, calculators. He's really into math. He's mm. like a couple heads ahead. How in do math, you turn so, yeah. a kid down when they're like, I really want to? I know calculator. Right? Yeah. Dive yes, into calculators. Yes, yes. So he has like all these calculators yeah, or, around the house. And you pick them up like at the 99 cent store. It's yeah, like, you know, yeah. yes, you can have another calculator. Yeah. You know, I support your interest in calculator. He had a he had a credit card period mm-hmm. where he was just obsessed with credit cards. Mm-hmm. So my husband found like a lot of some dead man's expired credit cards that now, some this family member. Yes. Can we get your husband on the show? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I thought you when you said he collects records, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. But now he collects. No, 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 not my husband. My son was into into credit yeah, cards. Yeah, but then yes. no, but then your your husband found the credit card. He found them yes. on eBay. Yeah, he oh, just went oh, looking on eBay. Oh, okay. on eBay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, so you just got this lot. And so my husband, my son was then like, we go to a restaurant. And he'd like try to pay with his credit cards, <laughs> and then we'd have to be like winking at the waitresses, like, yes, yeah, so we'll just get the tip. And then they'd kind of realize, okay, that's not a real credit card. Yeah, this is the yeah. Real card. <laughs> That's the only way someone will be happy. So like, okay, we're just going to pay for the tip. Okay, you can pay for the rest. Oh, and then, yeah. Swinky yeah. too. Like a cup of tea is all she desires in this world. So it's very easy to spoil you. Yeah. Yeah. You it have is. an argument? Yeah. Anyway. No, I'm not arguing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. All right. So he's not spoiled. That's a different kind. He is and he isn't. It's mm. like, mm. yeah. It's easy to, like you said, yeah, it's mm. just easy to spoil. But my yeah. nephew loves reading. So like his... 
my sister, his mother, will see that he is up late at night reading, but she knows she's reading, and she knows yeah. she said like go to sleep by ten o'clock, and it'll be eleven thirty. And but how do you I tell somebody like yeah, 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 no more reading yeah, for you, yeah, young yeah, man. No. I'm sick of you learning new things, yeah, and, yeah. and exploring <laughs> the world mind. of your imagination. Yeah, yeah. that's what my son's when he's up late reading. I'm like, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. I think just as long as you're in there with the door closed and I can watch my my shows. Yeah, he doesn't get cranky really from not enough sleep, so mm. it's like. Fine, just oh, really? leave me alone. <laughs> Aww, I like this story. What have you got coming up in 2020? What have I got coming up in 2020? Um, I'm doing a show at Mammoth Mountain, and that, um, it's like a ski resort, mm. um, a ski town, okay. sort of uh, like yeah, it's like about okay. five hours away. Mm-hmm. Um, and my cousin from Australia lives up there. He's been there for like 20 years, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he, uh, this was, is that chain migration the president yeah, keeps yeah, talking that's about. That's right. Never We're doesn't. doing it. Yes, slowly, two of us. Over 20 years. Yes. <laughs> Soon this country will be crawling with yes. Australians who have no right to be here. Yeah. That's right. We really, we don't. Yeah, no. Wait. Yeah. Weren't you all Americans? Huh? Is well, it- they've been here so long. And become, you become oh, yeah, I, my, my, then- my cousin... I don't know. I don't think he's a citizen, or maybe okay. he just became. I'm a citizen too, mm-hmm. though. I I got my citizenship like over. How 10 long years did that ago. take you? Um. So when we first we have planned one to move, at this table oh yes, yes. very invested yeah. in, yes. in that question. Yes. So things have changed dramatically since the last. We haven't years. noticed any any policy shifts at all. None, none whatsoever. Um. But yeah. So when I did, that was over over ten years ago. Mm. So um. Yeah. But it was. Uh, yeah. Bush was still in office. Yeah. But even yeah, he was so at my he was, the video of Bush was at my. My my ceremony, oh. I was like bombed. Oh, <laughs> but I got to vote for Obama yeah. four times. Ooh, so yeah, so but in the primary. Oh, okay, for, okay, okay. Yeah. Mm. So I was thinking, um, what the hell elections? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those people that votes multiple times. Yeah, yeah. How many times are you on the voter rolls? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, so when you're married to at least then. Um, if you're married to a citizen, it was only three years mm-hmm. that you could before you could apply for citizenship with a green card. So I got the green card, did all that while we were still mm-hmm. in Australia, mm-hmm. came here on the green card, and then um, three years later, I could apply for citizenship. So mm-hmm. I did. Okay, that's I, what, the, I, that's yeah. what the official word is on the okay. website yeah. still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've got this one's green card sitting yeah. pretty. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're just, so we've got a timer yeah. running up, so yeah. like a giant New Year's countdown clock for three years yeah. from the minute yeah. she set foot oh, also on the you land. Could, I, I, in the case back then, you could actually apply six months before the three years. So I actually oh, did so it a little later than I could have. Yeah, it could be the first day of your third year or your fourth year if it all went through like butter. Yeah. So And it took about six months. It was easier to get that than it was to get the green card. So whatever hoops you've already jumped through, at least for me back yeah, then, yeah, yeah. No, things, in the good old days, yeah. mm. the good old Bush years. <laughs> oh, the halcyon days. Did you ever think you would say that? I never no. thought I would say that. Because <laughs> there were wars and people dying for oh, no God. reason. Oh, man. Okay. No, it's, so, oh, to go back. Oh, to go back. To <laughs> okay, sorry, so now yes. I want to know about your cousin and, and, and where you're doing the show at Mammoth a Mammoth Mountain. Mountain. Yes. yes. So he hooked me up with uh, someone who uh, books for a theater mm-hmm. there. So I'm doing mm-hmm. like two nights uh, uh, at Mammoth Mountain and mm-hmm. getting a free and is that ski weekend. That's just me okay. solo. Yeah. So I've been doing most solo mostly for like the last year. We've okay. only done one show in the last year, actually, because she, um, she needed more financial stability. So she took a coding course like mm. a crash you know yep, three yep, month yep. Uh, you know intensive um, mm. and she's got a job uh, programming now so because yeah she was just not you know able to you know she was single on her still own so she's right. you know was I have had the benefit of a husband yeah, to, yeah, yeah. you know to bring in the, 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 the bacon yeah. yeah you're touching on every single 
uh, type of teamwork that I think about every day, and that oh, is having having a creative partner, mm-hmm. and then also having a spouse that like supports and indulges yeah. the the exploration because it takes yeah. time to explore. And oh, yeah, that, that yeah. is the base level skills and knowledge. Yeah. before you can kind of kind of fly a little bit. Mm. And yeah, the yeah. Anyway, you can figure out. Yeah. How all that stuff weaves into this yeah. person. Yeah. yeah we're and what we're working on. Together. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. But yeah. totally. You're touching on all the things that mean in the this world is to me. Cool. Good. Yay. Yeah. Any quick questions before we jump into that there fishbowl? No, I want to know about uh, your okay. family. My family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, your family yeah. back home in Australia. Yeah. So my family's all in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've never been to Sri Lanka, you said. I've that. never been to Sri Lanka, mm-hmm. but and I'm. Uh, uh, yeah. You? So my parents are, are from there. Okay. Yeah. So, so you were the first generation born. Yes. In my Australia. parents migrated. My dad in '66. My mom in '60. I just have one sister. She's okay. two years younger than mm-hmm. me. So. Um, what does she do? She is a travel agent and has also recently got into sort of uh, childcare of mm-hmm. uh, kids with autism. Oh. So uh, and that just sort of a job. She knew some people and they said, "Can you help?" us out and uh and um because they get money mm. from the government because mm-hmm. australian government's yeah nicer so they can okay. uh so yeah so she's been yeah. she's been getting a lot of work uh helping uh you know uh, just minding kids taking them to their classes after school and stuff mm. yeah. and uh yeah so that's what she's uh she's doing now yeah. but uh, but she's been a travel agent for like 16 years oh. as well so oh, wow. yeah she's been everywhere yeah she's she's been a lot of places yeah why aren't you going to Sri Lanka? I'm just curious. Okay, mm. so we, uh, for well, most of my life, mm. there was a civil war there. So my oh, parents okay. didn't go back. My mom went back in 72 and mm-hmm. she didn't go back till 2004. Ooh, yeah. Yes. So, um, so she didn't go for a long time. Mm. And then, um, and then she and my dad went together um, mm-hmm. in 2004. I think that was the first time they went back. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so the war was over by then. Mm. Um, and then, um, and uh, then, uh, then we were talking about going a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and there was, uh, uh, dengue fever was oh. a problem. Oh, like okay. it was like it went from twenty five thousand cases one year, mm. eighty thousand cases the next, next year, year to like one hundred and eighty thousand. It's like okay, not going. Yeah, we're yeah, not yeah, going. Yeah. We're going to take my son and everything. Mm. And um, they're like, yeah, you can go. Just mm. wear light colored long sleeve shirts and no exposed skin. shoes, yeah, skin. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, yeah. no sandals. I'm like, do I really want to go to the tropics dressed <laughs> like this? Yeah. So I didn't go. Um, and I was kind of bummed, mm. and uh, but then my mom and my sister went last year, and they were fine. They didn't get dengue fever, mm-hmm. so um, and now I think the the it's it's eased off now, so I think it's safe. So I want to go next year with my mom because I really want to go with my yeah. with my mom mm. because I want to experience it. Yeah, you know, otherwise I'd just be going yeah. like a tourist. I want yeah, to yeah. show me where she grew up, right. where she yeah. went to school, where uh, her house was, like that. You know, mm. all that stuff. You mm. know, will be. Uh, I really want to do that before she gets. Uh, yeah. No, now she's very, she's very, she's, uh, um, what year is it? Yeah, she's 72 now, but mm. she's like full of energy. Right. So yeah. she's mm. still up for it now, mm-hmm. but you know, that won't last forever. Right. So yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we've got to, got to get out there and do yeah. it soon. So yeah. And you still have family there back in Sri Lanka that she's in touch yes, with? Yes, she has family. Okay. I don't, I don't know any of that family, right. but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, but, but she has family. And, yeah. Yeah. That she's still in touch with. And, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. And what's it like growing up with a fam- as a family of immigrants in Australia? Yeah. Like we can kind of sniff it out a little bit here in LA and mm. Swinky's an immigrant so I can get her, <laughs> yeah, her version yeah. of, of the, the experience. But mm. what was, what was yours? Um, so I think um, so. The area we grew up in was very a lot of uh, Italian mm. population mm-hmm. there. So that was sort of the you know almost like you know Mexicans here. It's like mm. that's the 
minority that's you know the majority 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 minority yeah Yeah. so um so even then so I still seemed like a little odd different because I wasn't white and I wasn't Mm -hmm. Italian Mm -hmm. um and I was I was I had no friends in school so I was Mm -hmm. like I was like the loner kid so I got teased for that I got called Sri Lankan blackie um you I did I know right I was very dark compared to those people (laughs) yeah yeah so I dealt with some of that Mm -hmm. um but um, but just in terms of my, my did you parents, feel it though? Like or was it was it kind of like I'm oh, whatever I've got my own world. Well, no, I was very head, I was a very or? depressed child because oh, okay. I had no friends, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, no, it was it was yeah it was it was a, it was a bummer, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I don't think the racism part was was a huge part of it. I yeah. just was unpopular right, and, and, yeah. and, and, and was sad, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'd have a friend like one year, and then mm-hmm. kind of we'd change classes, and then I wouldn't have any friends. Right. So I just hang out by myself or kids that were younger than me who were the outcasts of their year levels. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, um, what did you do to pass the time? Um, I don't know. Oh God, there were these candies called Jungle Jollies, mm-hmm. and they had like pictures of. Um, uh, uh <laughs> of animals on them uh-huh. and um and everyone was into them and mm. they were two cents each mm. and um and so I just people going to collecting the wrappers for the animals mm. there's probably only like 10 animals on them like yeah. total yeah mm-hmm. and I, I had over 700 of them because <laughs> wow. it's like that big was my thing I'm collecting yeah. jungle jolly mm. the candy was good too but um <laughs> yeah so what did I do I don't know I think I remember I remember I was practicing magic once in that that period when mm-hmm. I was doing doing a bit of magic when I was around nine I would mm. do that I don't know mm-hmm. just walk around magic yeah. is a great hobby what I would when do you don't have that. friends it's yeah. it is you can do it is. sit alone it and is. just do the same thing over, over and over yeah. and over I wasted yeah. those years not mm. doing more magic when I had no friends but once, yeah. I, once I got into high school which in Australia starts you know seventh grade I, I had yeah. friends after that so mm. um, yeah but I, I feel bad for all those popular kids with so many friends who don't get time to do all the magic yeah losers really missing out but then you 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 just seem so very balanced. Yeah. Thank you. In what way do you mean I seem balanced? No, because a lot of people usually you get to the point where you talk about uh, when we when. I think you can say that for most people. Like everyone, well, go ahead and say it. All then. right. Okay. <laughs> we we all had. Most of us have had some trauma while we were children and we haven't really yeah. dealt with and even when you're an adult you're just like ah yeah, I got other stuff I to do then process yeah. Yeah, yeah. that right. shit show that was yeah. whatever it was no I think I've always been very I think one of my strengths is I'm very self-aware mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. even if I'm like you know having problems or emotional problems or mm-hmm. I know I'm not or I'm sort of reacting in a bad way it's mm-hmm. like I'm aware of that I'm not yeah. going to deny that I'm I, I'm not really in denial about things that's, and okay, I think yeah, yeah. I think that's that's important to me it's just mm-hmm. honesty with myself yes. first and foremost but also with other people but mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah so I think I've always been working on stuff or mm-hmm. aware even if sometimes I'm like stubbornly I know I'm doing that but I don't care you know yeah. it's like, I still know that that's wrong mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> so, yeah 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 so um did you get that from your parents um I don't think so. Mm. No, I don't think they're (laughs) self-aware. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) But um, Mm. yeah, so I'm I'm glad I have that trait. Mm. Um, So I feel like I've always been working on it. You know, Mm -hmm. I've been therapy. Mm. I'm on antidepressants. Mm. I finally found the right combination right now, I think. Yeah, it takes a while. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Well, sometimes it works for a while and then it doesn't work the same. So yeah, so yeah, so I think think that just being always aware of that, not ashamed of that Mm -hmm. and working 
working on that has, yeah. has been helpful. So, yeah. That's really refreshing. That's so cool. Yeah. What's on your mind, Sweetie? No, you I'm seem just... to be thinking something. No, because she kind of unloaded a... a, a, a a truckload of something that could be <laughs> could be considered a very uh, traumatic period of her childhood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still, if I think about, it, I can still cry about that. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, that's it's, what it's, it sounds it's, it's like. A, it's a upsetting. I didn't feel like it just now, but mm. yeah. you know, if I just like kind of quietly think about, it, I'll get very, I'll get emotional about it because yes. it's that mm-hmm. feeling that stays yes. with you, that yes. that loneliness, you yeah. know. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's definitely that, that. I mean, I think a lot of the insecurity I've dealt with my whole life mm-hmm. has come from that because mm. people don't even want to be a friend. Like, like that mm. is that's hard, you yeah. know, yeah. and uh, and it's hard to shake that you go into a new situation, mm. you know, going to a party. I'll assume that mm. people are going to think I'm lame. Like I've had to fight so hard to right. get over yeah. that. No, 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 you're like, walking in at zero and you have to build yourself up to a hundred. Right. Not yeah. realizing that yeah. you're probably starting around a hundred with everyone you meet. Mm. And uh, yeah, you're but fine. I don't feel that. Don't I feel like yeah, I'm yeah. coming in at a negative. Like yeah. why yeah, is yeah, she yeah. talking to me? You yeah. know, it's like zero would be like good. You know, but. But it's yeah. like no, I'm funny, mm. I'm smart, mm. you know, I'm fun. Like, why yeah. would you? Why would you not want to talk to me? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no reason that I would go into a party and not be able to get by and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. have a good time. You know, right. it'll be fun to other people to engage with. But I don't feel that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, but I'm 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 getting better at it. But yeah. I still have to tell myself I can't yes. just I won't naturally go into a situation like that. I've got to psych myself up to mm. like no no to consciously yes yeah bring yeah. your mind to the place where you want it to be and like, having that kind of confidence mm-hmm. too is very new mm-hmm. and i'd say magic has given me wow. that confidence yeah. because i i think i spent my whole life uh yeah like i said you know mm. feeling insecure and mm. but i also was never really accomplishing anything mm. major i was just doing my day job and i had aspirations to write or mm. you know act and nothing materialized mm-hmm. and that's my fault i didn't work hard enough at any of that so mm. i'm not saying I tried so hard. It's like, no, yeah, you're yeah. a bum. Yeah. So, <laughs> you're a bum you and it. you got what you deserved with mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. But, um, um, yeah, but with this, I've put in the work and I'm proud of what I'm doing. Like, again, because I've stayed true to that doing things the way are. that yes, I want. Yep. So I have a confidence in that. And I know I'm not the, like, most skilled magician by any means, but I know I've got an entertaining show, a mm. well-thought-out show, well-rehearsed. So I, mm. you know, some magicians might think, oh, she doesn't have a lot of chops. It's like, mm. no, but my show's really entertaining. Yeah, yeah, your show's <laughs> so, good. Yeah. So, you know, so I, and I feel confident. I feel, the fact that I can just say that like mm-hmm, that, because, mm-hmm. you know, people grow up with that and you don't want to say too much good about yourself. Sure. I'm full of myself, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not full of myself. I just, I'm happy with what I did. And mm. I'm, I'm I'm really proud that I can say things like that now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Triumph. <laughs> Triumph over self. I like this story. You're cool, Simone. Thank you. Yeah. You finally got approval from Swinky. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, my God. This is so good. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> stop jumping through hoops. I just, I just remembered the question I wanted to ask. Another one. This one's silly. Um, Turkington. Turkington. Yes. So your husband's name is Turkington. Okay. Yes. So what? What's that about? Turk. Turk. Turkey? I don't know. Turk. I know. It's not. It doesn't yes. mean anything. No, it, it's, no, I think it's Scottish in its origin. My oh. maiden name was Don. D O N. Oh. Yeah. So Don. Simone Don. That's a, that's a mm. uh, name with heft to it. It, yes. it does have heft. But again, Dawn. going back to, I think I never appreciated it because. Mm-hmm. It was like a negative. Dawn. What do you want, Dawn? Like, you know, it's kind of had this aggression, this oh. negative. It's harsh. It's a man's name. Yeah. You know, I just, it just kind of, and all my friends like would just call me Dawn. Some of my friends still call me Dawn. Hey, oh. Dawn! You know, so it just, I don't know. It didn't feel very, you know, I was happy to change my name. Yeah. But, you know, but <laughs> I still, yeah. Mm. 
Oh, but speaking of which, one of my favorite stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing practice sets at the Magic Castle mm-hmm. last year. Is that and I just when finished. magicians are just like you? You just like it's gymnasium. Like you, you exactly. do tricks for each other. Well, there's there's like little stages the down there, okay. so you can go and like you know book a slot and just do okay. sets but it's not for anyone for an that wanders in. Oh, it is for an audience. It, okay, any okay. guests, so you can't be oh, terrible. Oh, you have to okay. be well rehearsed enough right. that you know you're not going to embarrass the, the oh. establishment. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was doing my. That was my other thing. I'll talk mm. about that later. I did 106 sets down there last at year. The yeah, yeah. Just because that was the goal I set for myself that year. But anyway, so I was chipping away. Was it 106 or your goal was 100? It was 100. Okay. Okay. Very specific. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I must do 106. 107 <laughs> would be too much. 105 would not be enough. Would be an embarrassment. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I just finished. I was just packing up, mm. and this guy walks through the little room because it's like a door in, door out, and he mm. said, "Is your name Simone?" And I was like, "Yeah," and I, he was Australian, so I was like, "Oh, maybe someone told him there was an Australian down here." Mm. He said, "Simone Don." I was like, "Wait." Wait, nobody in here knows that I'm Simone yeah, Don. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, it's Nathan White. You know, we went to primary school together. I'm like, oh my How did God. You recognize I was you? like, yeah. I don't know. It was so weird because I hadn't seen him in like over 20 years. Yeah. But that day, and I had never worn my hair in two braids mm. ever to the Magic Castle. And mm. I did that day, but that's how I had my hair a lot in oh. school. Okay. So I was like, did that, that must have helped, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, I'm like, fancy. I'm in LA. Like, mm. why would you even think of me? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and he'd come to my my tenth birthday party. So um, yeah, so but yeah, I totally remembered him, and mm. I couldn't believe. Yeah, so that was exciting. But yeah, when he said Simone John, I was like, nobody here knows yes. I oh. made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it was fine. Okay. But yeah, but it was exciting. So yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah, Wait, he, but he doesn't live here. He no, he was just through. visiting. He was just visiting with some work event. He was at the castle. Just yeah, that. yeah. Aww. I so you were like so that. invisible after all. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, that was after you went to. Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> but still. Yeah. Yes. Wait, there was another story you wanted to yes. tell. What? About your name. My name? Yeah. Wow. There was one other we, story you said you were going to come back to it. Wait. Is we've got to get go? into this thing. Oh, if you okay. remember it, uh, we'll we'll come back to yeah, it. Oh, yeah. But then, this, is, this is, we got to round out 2019 with a kablamo. Okay. So we got to go through. There is, we're, what we're doing on this episode that we've never done before on the entire program in the history of the Hollywood Fishbowl ever mm-hmm. is we're going to get to the bottom of the fishbowl. We're going to answer every question that's remaining uh, one by one. There are a lot of fucking questions. <laughs> Not that many. It was up to here before. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, I, there's a whole other bowl. We'll show it after okay. after we cut recording. So, uh, Simone, if you'd be so kind, please draw the first one. Okay. What's your favorite money making tip from Micah the magician? I know Micah. My favorite money making tip. Um, I guess it would be to not do what I do and just do what the client wants. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> do what the client wants. Yes. That's good. All but right. That's like the high risk investment. I disagree with you a little bit because if you Wait, do what? what only you do and then people start wanting it, you're the only one who can oh, no, do exactly. it. Oh, no, exactly. That's do not my both. real advice. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Do both. Yeah. Do both. Yeah. yeah. Do what the client wants, make money from that, but keep doing what you yeah. want yeah. to do. No, that that wasn't my idea. It's not how I've made money. That's mm. what I think. <laughs> that's how I think people make money. Right. The people that have oh, okay. the money. Right. The people that have the money, that's how probably, they got it. That's yeah. probably That's why doing. I don't have so much. Please. <laughs> oh, Swiggy, it's your turn to pull. We go. Oh, oh you oh, okay. oh, Why fine. are you so humble, my darling? No, because what always gives you hope? Oh, by EK. What's that? Oh, I know those initials, but I wish they had given me more clues. Yeah, please write more. What always gives you hope? Uh, hmm. That the sun always rises in the morning. That gives me hope. It's a new day every day. It's yeah, a new I like dawn. That. Yeah. It's a new dawn. Yes, it is. Your turn. All right. I'm going to pull a good one. Oh, uh, Micah, these are Micah's. Um, 
Throat yeah, cough he drops. A, he had a sore throat, so maybe it can help your polyps a little. Okay, yeah. Maybe <laughs> Ooh, one from Waco Lynn, author. What What is your biggest fear? <gasps> um, well, let's go back to wet bread. Wet bread. <laughs> how did you figure that out? Why, like, what? how okay, often are you fighting wet bread loaves? Well, right now we had stuffing for Thanksgiving. That was fine, but now there's like a, a dish in the sink mm-hmm. and um, oh, a bit of it's stuffing like in a it. Slimy it's it's water. It's yes. water. No, it's water. It's like I think it goes back to the schoolyard um, where. Uh, are we uh, about to like? Is this going to be a traumatic yeah, story? No, exactly. of... It's just a general story, like you know, because again, in Melbourne, you know, it rains a lot in the winter. So mm-hmm. I think if a kid just kids are always tossing their lunch, mm-hmm. so they'd be like a sandwich on the ground, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Like these days, these kids are having hot lunches, they're having yeah. lasagna and pasta. No, everybody had a goddamn had sandwich, right, you know, every day. And so <laughs> there'd be a sandwich on the ground, and then it would rain, and I would mm-hmm. just see the sandwich, and it, like holds its shape, but it's different because it's yeah. soaked in water. Yeah. And something about that thinking about that disgusts me. Yeah. The thought of biting into it makes yeah. me want to oh. gag. And mm-hmm. I'm not alone in this because I, I looked it up. I did find somebody else who was afraid of wet bread. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a thing, if you look on YouTube, the wet bread challenge, and there's like like sort of, looks like preteens, 12, 13 mm-hmm. year olds, and they'll like have a piece of bread soaked in water and try to eat it without gagging. And see, it's disgusting because yeah, they, they, they're gagging. It's horrible. Yeah. So I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of octopus. Um, like I just don't like the look of them. I'm really yeah. impressed with them. I well, know they're incredible kids. Like, you're not going to be swimming in on, a, on a normal day. You don't run into you that many think octopi. That, and then I just saw like a couple of days ago, like someplace had flooded mm-hmm. and there was an octopus like in, in, <laughs> in like a restaurant. Where were like, you? I, I, no, no, not me. Like I saw it. I saw okay. it like a, a, okay. a, a yeah. new story. I'm like, see, the octopus are coming in. To, they, they're coming out now. And I just don't like to see them on TV. They creep me out, but I respect them as brilliant they're creatures. They're incredible. Yeah. yeah. I know, but I can't look at them. Yeah. And Thank spiders, you for delineating spiders. that you're afraid of them, but also you no, respect see, them. Again, this is what I talked about me being realistic with myself. Just yes. because I don't like it doesn't mean that it's bad. Yeah. I'm that the is one very with the problem. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're very good. Okay. Uh, Sorry, I'm not trying. Oh, your turn. Go for it. We're going in circles. Okay. And I'm not trying to cut you off. We just have a no, lot no. of cards to get through. Um, who is your dream collaborator and why? Am I'm sitting right next to her. Oh, so nice. These guys are the cutest. By yeah, the if way. you can excuse us, I want to make out with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> who's, your, who's your dream collab? I'm trying to think if there's any. No, I get to. No. Hi, no, no. John Bryan. Are you out there? I like John you. Bryan. Let's We'd make love music together. to spend love a week in the studio sweetie. with you. Who's your dream collaborator? I don't know if I've thought about it that much. I think I'm just used to chipping away at things by myself by and I'm working as they come up. But yeah, I don't, you know, and another question I never know how to answer is who's your hero? It's like, I don't have a one person that's on a pedestal for me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, am I an asshole that I don't have a hero? No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. But um, yeah, so I don't have an answer to that. And I don't think I've thought about a, mm-hmm. a dream collaborator. Again, I, well, going back to insecurity, I would mm-hmm. think, how dare I think I should be working? I, I envision so myself so. working with yeah. whoever. I, yeah. I feel like my I, myself won't even allow me to think of that. Oh, maybe now your brain is going to maybe start it's maybe about it's going it. to change. Yeah. Just so you know, I finally worked up the courage. There are guests that I've been wanting to get on the podcast, and I finally wrote their names down and put them up on the wall in a post-it note with the idea, like, if I write this down, I will do something. Yeah. Yes. To try to get them on this show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But until I write it down, I'll just be like, oh, I'll get to that later. I'll get to that later. Yeah. yeah. That makes so, it more real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I just yeah. finally, finally, a year and a half into the show, I've worked up the courage to start uh, writing names down of people I'd like to be talking to. Mm-hmm. If you went upstairs right now, Swinky, you'd know the one. Yeah. You don't even have to go upstairs right now. I can know. You know the one. All right. All right. Okay. Let's do this. All right. And I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. What would one. you say to Donald Trump if you were in a room with him? What would you say to Donald Trump if you were in a room with him? 
fuck you, you motherfucker. I don't know. Wow. I just, wow. Oh, I don't know. There's so many things. So yeah. many things. That's the first thing. But That's, remember, he's the president. So what would you say to Donald Trump if you were in the room with him? I would tell him, you don't have very much money. <laughs> that would kill him. Right. Rather than me calling him a motherfucker, oh, yeah. oh. he would be so upset if I pointed out that he has right. no money. No, I don't know what I would say to him. I mean, I've got I could no be civil. words for him at no, this point. No, would, no, no. Yeah, I've got nothing to, to say. I'd either have to say something completely foul like that uh-huh. or I just I can't I can't be civil to this man yes. I cannot yeah, be no. pretend you know nice to meet you Mr. President no fuck you you yeah. know yeah. I cannot oh, cannot cannot Woo! no it's Donald Trump and the editors of Mad Magazine I've got nothing <laughs> nothing for him right now <laughs> that was a it? joke I'm not that mad at that oh, we're man. fine we're cool Swiggy did you just pull that one no I pulled it I, Simone. I pulled it no, wait, oh, no. Wait. no I pulled I pulled the Donald Trump okay one. yes okay. Simone I thought I did Please I could go. be wrong didn't I I did but I read it um, Let's when did you become you. confident in yourself and your talents? Well, I think I covered that. Yes, yes. you did. Yes, you did. We're yes. getting to the bottom. There's very few okay. cards left. What is your favorite thing about this podcast from Micah? My- Hot diggity, Micah. You yeah. come with the, the flamethrower. My favorite thing is that I get to meet brilliant people, but uh, but uh, they're not famous or well-known like everyone else we see on on the posters. I know, I'm sick you know of I mean? opening the door and so many famous people are like, can we go well, to No, no, no. It's, and, and it's I, exhausting. I think it's, isn't very, it? <laughs> I think it's very important that we no, get to Kanye hear these West, voices of people that are doing podcast. really well in their fields, but they're not famous, famous in very huge quotes, but they're brilliant in their fields. And that's what I love about this podcast is that we get to meet these people who are on the ground who are doing what they talented, love. Talented, respected yes. in their fields, uh, climbing up the ladder. Yeah. Uh, they're making... A living off of it or getting super duper close to making a full time living off of it. But yeah, like seeing who seeing who's grinding in L.A. Mm -hmm. has been like an absolute joy. And to find out that we are in this colossal community of creative people, of energetic people, of sweet people, loving people, kind people Mm. who are just like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make our let's make something. Let's make something. We got to make something this year. Mm. It's really, really invigorating. It's probably good for people who aren't from L.A. to see that. That's our target market. Yes. Yes. The superficial uh, thinking about this place. I mean, those people are there, but I don't feel like the creative people are those people. You know what I mean? No, not at all. Like if I I took my friends like, oh, let's go see Rodeo Drive because they've never been there. And it's like you're on another planet there. But I feel like just hanging out like where we live and around here and just people that are doing other creative stuff. It just feels very... You know, very real, very yeah. sane, very down to earth. Mm-hmm. And yes. I don't think people from outside of here realize right. that. And right. also very possible. That's what the takeaway from this whole program is, is that it is possible to come here to start doing your art, to start making a bit of money doing your art, to grow your community yeah. and then to become a full time creative artist. Excellent. So, no, it's my turn. You were yeah. right. You pulled that. I'm going to pull one now. Uh, we really got. It. We're gonna have cool, to pick baby, it up because cool. we got to get you out of here. What time is it? I'm fine. There's a planetarium calling. It's one thirty-three. Oh we've yeah, got, yeah, we're good. We've got a couple. Like, yeah, yeah. We got studio shots. Uh, we won't. We won't keep you. If you were a Starbucks, if you were a Starbucks drink, what would you be? And I imagine this is like it's supposed to be like a dating game kind of question. Okay. There's supposed to be a little bit of a spice to your. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I guess there is. I would say I'm, I'm just gonna say what I get, which mm-hmm. is a an iced chai latte. Oh yeah. Okay. That's it. Okay. This is a very spicy answer. Yes. I'm a much more interesting person than my drink, but that's what I'm getting. Yeah. I'm I'm not a Starbucks fan, so I would say water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Water without ice would be nice. (laughs) 
<laughs> we are the worst at that question. Just every time I see that question, I think, Who's what is it? Simone, you go Simone, again, and we'll, yes. we'll pick up this okay. circle. I screwed it up last time, Simone. and I admit it. Um, if you had the time, what other creative endeavors would you dive into? Creative. Yes. Do you have an answer? Um, I'd do more writing. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. What, what, what format do you write in? Um, I mean, I had a blog for a while, so mm. I... Um, and that was just me writing, again, just writing what I'm interested in. So I've never, like, tried to have a job writing about something, mm-hmm. an assignment. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, well, but people really liked it. about writing for Mad Magazine. Yes. Yeah. What could you tell me about that? <laughs> <laughs> they edit your stuff and yeah. then they leave your name. What? Yeah, 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 just be ready for a hatchet to come down on whatever you've written. Yes. Yeah, no, see, that kind of don't thing. worry. <laughs> They've been shut down. <laughs> so low risk in that department. Please continue. No, no, that's it. Yeah, Do no, you have so a blog just, already? I had one that I did for years, and I used to try and write okay. like once a week. Mm. And um, uh, yeah, but I just you know I stopped. I ran out of things to say. People don't read blogs like they used to like no, right. ten no, no, years no, no. ago. There's yeah. YouTube's to watch. Exactly, and, exactly, yeah. and they need mm. to be under two minutes. Mm. So, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't do that anymore. But I, I, th- I feel like I said everything I had to say, and I also think like I was angrier then. Mm. The, the blog was called the Angry Tea. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, but you know, I mean, it's funny. It'd be funny, like me being angry, yeah, yeah, in a, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, in my in my ridiculous way. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm as as as, as uh, angry as I used to be. Mm. So yeah, right. mellow with age. It's true. Mellow, okay. <laughs> Old age. Yeah. Huh? With age. With, with age. age. Oh, with okay. age. Oh, no, no, I thought yeah. you said old age. No, no yeah, yeah. <laughs> Old where? Swanky. Yes. Pick an old card out of the I'm old bowl. I'm picking a card. These are oh. I thought it was blank. Ha ha, that's right. a magic trick. Good work, Mike of the Magician. <laughs> Who was your biggest influence and why? Ah, <gasps> oh, that one's a hard one to answer. Ah, Julie Andrews. Because <gasps> we were watching, uh, we, we, the, we had only two uh, video cassettes at home. And one was Hello, Dolly. So Barbara Streisand. And the other one was Sound of Music. And I loved watching Julie Andrews because I thought she really was Maria. Yeah, I, I loved her singing. I loved her transformation, that she was shy and she had no confidence and she kept convincing herself to be confident. And she walks up to this, uh, uh, runs, runs to the house and from there on her life changes. And she just inspired me. I like that story. Can I you, love Julie Andrews. Hi, Miss Andrews. Can you give us a little bit of I have confidence? I have confidence in confidence alone. Besides which you see, I have confidence. And then she slips. In me. Beautiful. And then she's at the door. <laughs> Hello. And so she rings the bell. Hello. <laughs> oh, so you've watched it many times like me. Oh, God. Yeah, a thousand oh, times. Gosh. That's why I had a request oh. right at the ready. <laughs> I love, love that mu- movie. I like to sing Maria um, top to bottom. Oh, but I'm not right going to do it now. Like, sing, yes. Please sing. Please send um, Renee does. She climbs a tree and scrapes her knee. Her dress has got a tear. She waltzes on her way to mass and whistles on the stair. And underneath her wimple, she has colors in her hair. I've even heard her singing in the abbey. Bravo! Now, if if I can ruin this with this conspicuously uncredited card... That we have never pulled before, and, uh, and you will understand why they left their name off of it in four words. Most memorable bowel movement. <laughs> Good call. Please. <laughs> yes, Miss Simone. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. This is from Magic Artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, what 
what demotivates you? What tones the what takes the wind out of your sails? And then how do you recharge? Editors taking a hatchet to my writing. <laughs> and then I recharge by writing something better and not selling it to yes, them. Yes, yes. But what's but your answer? Better and more. What demotivates me? Um, I think um, I think some a bad show will will demotivate me. Mm-hmm. But I've gotten very good at bouncing back from back that and putting it into perspective mm-hmm. that this was just you know a bad audience or you know if I make a mistake I don't let it get me down. Mm-hmm. So um, so I think those kind of things used to demotivate me. But now yeah. actually like when I was doing my 106 practice sets, if I I'd come home and my husband be like, how'd it go? I was like, oh, I screwed this up. Mm. And he'd be like, oh, no, horrified to hear. And I was like, no, no, I'm glad I learned about that. Right, so yeah, I would, I, so um, those things don't get to me like they used to. But I think just running out of time, getting getting overwhelmed, demotivates mm. me to the mm. point I feel like I can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yep. um, but otherwise, I think, yeah, I think being able to put things into perspective probably re-motivates me. Mm. Excellent answer. And one thing that we've Wait. heard on this show before is nothing helps you recover from a bad show quicker than the next show. Mm-hmm. Yes. I had a couple of shows show a few weeks. It was before I last did the castle in October, and I was like, it sucked so bad. I was like, why do I even do this? I need to quit this. I wasn't really thinking, but that's how I felt. I yeah, felt yeah, like, yeah. this is a nightmare. Why do you even do this to yourself? Mm. It's awful. And then I had a show like three nights later, and I killed and I was like okay That's yes. why I do it. this is why yes. we do it yeah yes. I was like got it oh. so yeah okay perfect we, we got a blaze so Swinky is it who's yes. wait no is it Simone, Simone. I, I just read the last one I read the last oh, one oh, oh yeah okay Swinky, yes um, when do you feel most in your flow state at Mad Wages hi Maddie uh, Swinky, you answer this super quickly because we got to get, get to the bottom The most of this. in my flow space? Oh, when I'm doing a show and it's just going so well and the audience is with me <sighs> That's how, well, that's when I feel like I'm in my flow state. When I'm high and the audience is also high. Yep. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Second we, that. <laughs> I don't perform on stage, so I'll abstain from <laughs> But you still have flow state when you're writing oh, yeah. and the ideas keep, keep coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Or when yeah. I'm editing and just like click, 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 click. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happens when projects you love either fizzle out or lose momentum? Again, Madeline Wages, thank you for chiming in. Mm. What, what happens when projects you love either fizzle out or lose momentum? Uh, I mourn their premature death. And nothing, nothing fixes a bad show like a, the next show. Right. Yeah. Nothing, there's no salve quite like it. Right there with you. All right, go for it. Um, magic artist again. What is your earliest memory of art? That's a good question. That's a, that's a really, that one's going back in. So we're paring wow. them all down and then we'll put the best of the best of the yeah, best back in the bowl in for 2020. Bowl. Yeah. That one's going back in. What's your first memory of art? Um, I would say maybe, maybe going to museums on school um, School outings, school mm-hmm. excursions, or field trips, as you call it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might be my first, what I can think of as an exposure yeah. to art, uh-huh. you know? Mm-hmm. You know, specifically, we are going to an art gallery. But obviously, it would have been other things, but I didn't probably see it as experiencing art mm-hmm. before that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. Swanky, go. All right. We're, we're so close we're just, to done. We're going, oh. Oh, forget lines. that one. All right, bye. Uh, yeah, that was. Those, All right. Those were just because at the never time. Never mind, we don't have, even have to get it. Hi. What are you passionate about? The magical, magical Katrina. Hi, Katrina. What are you passionate? That was an easy I'm, one. Sorry. Yeah, passionate about life, uh, creativity, and uh, family. Excellent answer. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, are you? Oh, Chris Grace Comedy wonders. Are you? And I'm giving this one to you, Simone. Are you pro or con balloons? Um, I'm pro balloons. I like balloons. <laughs> I do a, a bit bold of bold stance. Yes. Hot takes on the fishbowl. Yes. Oh. 
Alrighty. Almost okay. done. Gosh, only two more. One more. Have you ever been lost and really scared? How did you get through it? You're here reading this, so you got through it. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> First of all, congratulations on getting through it. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Have you ever been lost and how'd you get through it? Um... Gosh, um, I would say I think I kind of covered a lot of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. My, yeah. my the my journey. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, that's that. Uh, I'm going to give you the last poll then, since oh. the, that question didn't really uh, so, spark already been dialogue. Yes. Um, what is what it? is the what is most it? trouble you endured with your parents? Oh, um, that would be when I, um, so I, I never did my schoolwork, pretty much all of school. I just mm. did what the absolute bare minimum. Mm. So anyway, and we had to get our, our school <laughs> diaries signed by our, our parent every, every week, but I wasn't getting it, wasn't getting my mom to do that. But I was also getting my math teacher writing in my diary every day. Simone did not complete her homework yeah. and get the parents to sign, but I had it every, I had it like every week. Mm-hmm. So I was forging my mother's signature, uh, and just to appease the teacher. Mm-hmm. And then anyway, but then for some reason I wouldn't forge a signature on the weekly thing for my homeroom teacher. Mm -hmm. So they kind of caught on to it. And Mm -hmm. then they, um, call my parents and call my mom mm. and I freaked out. The yeah. coordinator called me in. They figured out what had happened. Mm. They called me in. Um, she told me she was going to call my mom. She left the room to call my mom and then I ran out of, ran away from school. Oh, <laughs> like I just wow. ran out the door and I was like, this was like four, 13. Mm. Yeah, I was 13. And uh, yeah, I just ran down the street and I like, went to, uh, went to, went to our church and mm. um, I went to our <laughs> church and like asked the priest if I could like use the phone to call my dad and he picked me up and yeah, yeah I was, yeah, so it was weird. And then I didn't realize so I the teacher didn't know I was gone mm-hmm. um, and she talked to my mom and she got off the phone and then found I was missing and then she got in her car and was like driving around the looking area trying you. looking for me because she didn't know I was missing. Oh, <laughs> that's probably the worst thing I've done. It's, it's not, not that bad. bad. It's not that bad. Yeah. So it tells me that you were a pretty good kid even from was your pretty, parents. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. My yeah. sister was the troubled one. Yeah. Yeah. She was the troublemaker. And then, oh, but she's the younger one. She, yeah, she, yeah. She had more there you leeway. Go. Yeah. Yeah. They let the younger ones get away with a lot more. Mm. I hear. <laughs> You're yeah. the youngest one. Yeah, well, it wasn't the, the same in my... My mom was easy on me. Yeah. Well, she, after Thumbs, you were easy. To, yeah, I'm yeah. sure she was my not My brother was about, wild. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think... When, How many when, kids in your family? Five kids. Oh, my. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. At all points of the spectrum, from wild to mild, yes. oh, between yeah. the five mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything. We got we got to bust out of here. Oh, yeah, we got around. This has been do. so fun. It's been really fun, and and the, I can't believe we finished all the questions in the table. This I is great. I want to say the most sincere thank you. This was the perfect final interview for the year. I'm oh, so thrilled you. that it was you. I'm glad that we know you now. Yes, me too. Like, you guys are the best. This is such a relief that you're you're in our our world Yay. at this point. Yeah. Um, since people loved what they heard, where can they find you on? The World Wide Web. My or- Instagram, Instagram is at Tiki Doll, and my website is magicsimone.com. Excellent. T I K I D O L L. So and that'll be in me. the in the show notes, of yes. course. Mm. Uh, Swinky, you're at Swinky Music. Yes, SwinkyMusic.com. And at Swinky Doodles. Mm-hmm. And I tell you where to find the fishbowl, but Dadoy, you you're already right. have. Yes, yes you've heard the whole episode. You. There's no, you don't need any help. <laughs> Uh, that's it for 2019. We'll have our year-end extravaganza as the final episode that goes out. Not a proper interview. You're the final interview. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be back in 2020 with uh, with some new gadgets, gadgets, gizmos, and other inventions that yes. we have never done on the show before. So get ready for that. Uh, this is uh, Jesse Gester signing off. I love you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.